Welcome to the Intuition Conversations. My name is Megan Field. I'm an intersectional social justice activist, an intuitive embodiment facilitator, a Koya teacher, a licensed practical magic coach, and an Irish Celtic Moon Manah practitioner. I'm a Gemini polymath with an insatiable passion for learning, empowerment, and connecting people to others, and most importantly, to themselves. Each week, I will be exploring topics around intuition, how to connect with and trust your internal GPS, that inner compass, which is a sacred container of all your innate wisdom and power. This podcast is an opportunity to pull knowledge from a wide range of amazing people and practitioners and bring together a worldwide community of intuitive souls. I'm so excited to share the wisdom in today's episode with you. So let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Intuition Conversations. I am here with Emma Halley, aka the Crystal Moon Mentor. Let me tell you a little bit about Emma. I have not met her until this moment, so I am so excited to get to know you through this podcast. So Emma is already a published author with plans to um, to launch a diary slash book slash journal uh, later on this year. Emma is an Akashic record reader, a crystal therapist, an intuitive healer, a holistic health coach, a moon mentor, a witch, a women's circle holder. And we are here to really dig into the moon womb connection. Emma, like so many people who come on the podcast, you're multimodal with a huge range of expertise and wisdom to share with us today. So I'm so delighted you're here on the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Over to you. Tell us about you in your own words. Uh, thank you so much. Wow, that that's there's a lot there, isn't there? <laughs> there really is a lot. Um, thank you so much for having me. I'm so so excited to be here. So, um, yeah, I I kind of consider myself a spiritual wellness coach. Um, so my my work just moves to to you know it evolves all the time. Um, and I use all the different modalities and things that I've like my experience in in crystal therapy and Reiki and and energy healing and all of that um to work with women one-on-one in circle um between myself and like the online community as well to help women come home to themselves to call women back home to themselves um the work that I'm currently doing is really focused on this idea of being separated from our we've been separated from ourselves for so long we're so separated from our body and we're so separated from our connection to our body and the the magic that there is in coming home to your body coming back into the woman that you are and into the like the womb space um is just enormously important there's so much magic there and connecting that with the moon has been a big theme for me so um this all came about from I mean I, I've worked with the moon as a moon coach teaching people about the phases of the moon for such a long time now and it was just a natural kind of progression for me to um to like to, to teach people the different moon phases and like I used to run full moon circles and new moon circles and all of that kind of thing um and I started linking it to my cycle. A lot of people do. We like to tally up our cycle, don't we, with the moon. We like to look at um, I think particularly if you're if you're in a um in if you're of that kind of um thought process and thinking that you want to understand yourself better, the your cycle, your feminine cycle and its connection to the moon is something that we're all kind of vaguely aware of. But 
maybe not deeply aware of. And so I started really looking at um, how my cycle was connected to the moon and how the moon was reflected back. The moon phases were reflected back within my body. And this whole, (laughs) this just whole world opened up of this connection to myself and understanding myself and understanding who I am and just, yeah, bringing me home to myself so that I am more connected just in such a, a, a much more deep way. So I'm now trying to bring that to the world and to other women to help them come back, come home to themselves and to their bodies. Mm, I love that. I mean, I think that for me, um, one of the biggest pivots on my life journey was going on, uh, going on a huge knowledge quest around what around my cycles around coming home to my body and really understanding how my my body works like on a really physical basis and understanding a bit of the science and then understanding like starting there because that was what I was comfortable with and then moving into all of the different levels of understanding and the dynamics of of like of our the cyclical nature of um of the menstrual cycle and again as you said how that's mirrored um in not like not just in the moon cycles but in seasonal cycles as well all around us these cycles are being replicated right um and it's like a code like once you kind of like crack that code to yourself it like like for me it opened up so many portals of understanding to who I am it continues every month to do that and then it also you know connects me too much I feel like in that understanding it's not just like the individual knowledge I feel like really connected to you know things that are much bigger than me like you know the the turning of the wheel of the year you know we're coming as we're recording this we're coming we're really um you know it's September uh you can really feel that shift in the air and you can feel the wheel turning can't you we're heading like Mayburn next week and the equinox yeah absolutely and that connection that connection to the seasons it's for for me the as within so without as as above so below the connection to the earth beneath your feet and connection to the moon above you and the fact that as a feminine as a as a woman as a female I stand between the two and I have this channel I have this like and literally I mean like literally this portal between my legs that is this direct channel that connects me above and below to all of it to Mm. all of it and once we come back to this kind of this deep-seated understanding of our cycle not just the fact that we have a period not just the fact that we bleed once a month um but that there's so much more to it than that and it goes so much deeper than that it opens you up it cracks it cracks you wide open in, in like nothing else as I, I wholeheartedly believe that we're all spiritual we're all intuitive beings we're all energetic beings we we all have that connection to the divine but as women we have a different kind of magic we have a different kind of connection. We It goes deeper. It goes so much deeper. And um, I was saying to a friend the other day, it's it's like the adage, isn't it? When people say like, you can't have a relationship with somebody, you can't love somebody until you learn to love yourself. I feel it goes as deep as uh, how can I expect myself to have this connection to the universe if I don't have a connection to myself? I need to have a connection to the inner me before I can experience the wholeness of the connection to everything around me and everything that exists. 
like mm. that has to come first surely do you know you know what I mean that has to come this deep-seated connection to to me and and my person needs to come first I'll meet your adage with another adage it's like that you know you can only meet other people or I guess meet what's around you as deep as you're willing or able in the moment yeah. to meet yourself and yeah. I think that you know with 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 all of the different all of the different spaces and practices and opportunities around well-being these are all opportunities to go deeper right to have deeper and clearer understanding of who you are and certainly for me that um that layered the multi-layer and you know and and more detailed understanding of myself through the lenses of my cycle through the lenses of the moon through the lenses of the seasons um and also like, you know, I, I often think of it as like a fourth layer of like the life cycle, like the different parts yeah. of the life cycle, which is, you know, from, from like, you know, however you, if it's maiden, mother, enchantress slash sovereignty um, or to crone, like also those mirror the moon cycle, the menstrual cycle, the seasonal cycle. Yeah, it's like, absolutely. It's, you know, I could geek out on it all day long. A hundred percent. All of the wheels, all of them. And I say this to people all the time. We're always in cycle. We're in, everything is in cycle. The The planet is in cycle with its own seasons. We're in cycle with our feminine cycle. The moon is in cycle all the time. Every day, the sun rises and the sun sets. That's another cycle. Every, like we have these little life cycles within ourselves as well, where we move between um, periods and experiences that we have. And we go through those same, those same cycles. And I, when I'm running workshops with people, I teach them as well. Like some of those are going to overlap. Sometimes you're going to be in the winter of one cycle and then in the summer of another. And it's going to feel there's going to be some conflict and some resistance because there's going to be two different energies at play. And that's kind of where the I mean, the, I'm like you mentioned that I'm releasing a book slash diary slash journal. And you said yourself, it's like a code. The book is actually called Decoding the Feminine. That's the name. That's the name of the the journal that I'm that I'm launching and it it uses the combination of the two it uses so when the moon is in her darkness when she's in her winter but I'm in my summer I'm in my my ovulation I'm in my summer what does that mean for me how does that like because there's a conflict of energy there there's a conflict of the cycles and that because I'm a connected divine being that has an impact on me that that plays out within me inside me and in my cells and in my body and having that connection to me allows me to see it and to witness it and to honor it and, and to presence it rather than what we're so used to doing, which is just dis- distracting ourselves, cutting ourselves off. I don't want to feel it. I don't want to, I don't want to feel into that. Like we we're obsessed with living in our minds and not in our bodies. It's time to come back into our bodies. It's time couldn't to agree more. There. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Emma. I mean, it's like, you know, our work really overlaps in that way. Like I, you know, yeah um my and you know you teach what you need to know and that was my like I was like living for many years in my head and then you know my pathway to embodiment did come through really kind of landed in an entirely different way once I began to decode crack that code of um of of cyclical wisdom and you know there and you know and the way I see that is that in, in how that crosses over with all of my work around, you know, around empowerment and um, and looking at like structures of inequality is that like these are all tools that certain members of the of the of the general population have been shamed out of accessing. Mm. And those those tools for me have been some of the most empowering 
pieces of information that I have been given to unlock and understand myself um, in a way that uh, I've, in a way that like three degrees didn't get me right. And, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and many hundreds of thousands of dollars later, like that, that information that I learned in my mind, like was not as useful as reading a couple mm-hmm. books and charting my cycle in terms of me standing as who I am as an empowered being in the world. And, and we're not taught this, like yeah. we're not taught this. No. We externalize everything. Everything has to come. Everything we're taught to externalize everything, every form of my happiness and every form, every, every ounce of who I am as a person, what I turn into as I move through my life comes from an external source. It comes from either an education that I receive outside of myself, or it comes from money that I receive outside of myself or material possessions that I have or whatever it is, but it's always externalized. And the truth is actually really internal. The truth is actually really within us. And that um I mean I know that your 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 this podcast is about intuition and the only thing the only thing that happens once you start to crack yourself wide open once you start to come home to yourself is that that intuition becomes like a superpower it becomes like a fire like there is no holding it back once you come back to yourself and it becomes like this revelation it becomes like this oh like I get it now. Like that makes I, I, I always felt disconnected to myself, and now I've come back to myself. Now the puzzle pieces start to slot in, you know, and I can see it more clearly. So when my intuition is telling me something, there's a clear channel for that intuition now because I'm not distracting myself and I'm not trying to disconnect myself and I'm not trying to externalize myself. Ooh. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, I, you know, I love that. I love everything that you've just said, because yeah, that's how, you know, that's why I started this podcast in the first place is to explore all the ways that people can, all the ways and the practices that people can come home to themselves so that intuition becomes a superpower. And I feel like, um, as I was saying to you before we started recording, I feel like coming home to yourself when, you know, we are conditioned to, live in our heads, when we are conditioned to externalize, when we are conditioned to answer to the power of so many other people, like coming home to yourself is revolutionary. Taking that knowledge and that power back in whatever shape or form that looks like for you, but you know, for people who bleed, who have cycles, like this is a really important way to do that, you know? Um, and, and I think that more and more, um, reclaiming the power in that knowledge and and also moving away from the hidden nature of this information moving away to you know a connectedness to self and then also in community and yeah. not just you know and and not just doing it as individuals as like solitary individuals like oh you know I track my cycle and I understand myself but actually doing it but actually like talking to other people about our cycles talking to the other community people. yeah the yeah. community yeah is yeah. is really important to take back that shame and that knowledge yeah. to and when you know when one of us does it it gives another person and another person permission yeah. to do the same and um and and I've seen over the last decade such a shift in 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 the knowledge of you know and and of and of you know of people who are sort of like healers and spiritual mentors um who are you know who are really leading the way in this and saying like this is you know we're not like we're not going backwards from here this is not going to be driven underground again like this is this is this is ancient and yeah. par- this is this is of the past of the present and of the future this Absolutely. is like this knowledge and i think that's 
um, you know, what what also feels like that um that rootedness, that earthenness that you're referring to, like that of the like it's not just of this like this current moment and that we're doing this exploration it's like oh we're returning to this knowledge by which people lived for for you know millennia it's older than time it's older than all of us it's ancient and it's not about um we're not learning this we're remembering it we're not we're not learning it it's I when when people come to my workshops and they sit in my circles and I'm talking to them one of the first things I say to them all the time is if I say something that lands with you please remember that it didn't come from me (laughs) please remember that you're remembering and that's what that feeling is that feeling that you get when it hits you in the heart um you know when people say oh they get goosebumps or they want to cry or they feel emotional about it that's not me that's not it's not coming from me that's that's your soul, your inner self, that that deep rooted part of you that's going ding, 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 ding. Like, remember, it's remembering. And we're remembering just this beautiful ancient connection. Um, and it is, like you say, it's it's there's no going backwards now. There's a there's a movement happening, there's a rebellion happening. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, and it's about to quote Lizzo, it's about damn time. Um, yeah. <laughs> one of the <laughs> one of the the things that you said that I just want to loop back to, which is a you know a nuanced, uh, even more nuanced conversation that I mm. think um, would really be looking forward to um, to learning from you about uh, now and also in your decoding the feminine book um is like that conflict right and Mm -hmm. you know so like coming to the what the conflict and cycles right because sometimes it's a lot of information like when you first like I remember like when I like let me speak for myself like when I was first like coming to this knowledge I was like okay so you get the menstrual cycle then you get this cycle then you get this cycle Mm -hmm. you get seasons you get the moon like oh my god like and now I see it like after many years I see how like a jigsaw they all link together right But like when you first kind of come, it's sort of like, I've you know, like I drew myself charts and like, you know, imagery and like, you know, kind of like I made I made altars like to really like that's because I'm very visual. So I like needed to see how things were yeah. changing and really tended to that information to like make it work and really land my body. I danced choir classes around those themes, like everything like to integrate. And it's it was still a lot. And like it took me a good few years to really turn it from mind information to in ingrained body knowledge and then to like add this other layer of like okay so now I get how the cycles work and I kind of get how they show up in my body but oh my god what if they don't match up like what does that mean (laughs) like that's another level right that's another information I'd love to hear a little bit more about you know um how you've worked with with those how do you how you recognize because it's always like the identification first yeah. and then how you've responded to those conflicts of, of cycles in your life it's it's an interesting one isn't it because we find like like you say I was the same I had these all of a sudden all this information dropped in for me like that, that we have a that we have an, like we know that we have a feminine cycle um but that that's seasonal and that's that made that that was like an awakening moment in itself. That was the, all of this sense just dropped in. And I just went, of course, like that makes more sense than anything else. And then like you say, the moon and all these other cycles, and it becomes an overwhelm of information. And it becomes like this chaotic mess of knowledge and remembrance in your mind that you can't bridge. Like I can't link these like how do I get from A to B like I know that this is happening with my body I know that this is happening with the moon I know that this is happening in the earth but 
like and I know that they're all affecting me but how do I bridge all of that information and um I mean I was working with the moon like really specifically I was writing a magazine column monthly about the moon phases and I was working personally like running circles and things and teaching people like this is the full moon this is how you're going to feel this is the new moon this is how you're going to feel and I was noticing at the same time my my work for me personally was about reconnecting with myself and I was going through um um a process of doing uh it was the it was called journey actually what the this workshop um program that i went through which taught about the spring summer autumn and winter of your season and so i was learning about that at the same time while teaching about the moon and thinking <laughs> hold on <laughs> like the full moon makes me feel like this but my winter makes me feel like this and these two things are going to coincide because like they they're going to they they're gonna and women at my circles were saying I was talking to people about their cycle and women at my circles because you know what happens when you start to learn something you start if you're a teacher if you're in that environment you start to teach it don't you we automatically start talking about it in our circles and in our communities and people started asking me the questions well what does it mean though if I'm I'm like I'm at the beginning of my cycle or I'm like in the middle of my cycle what does that mean um so I had to sit with it for a really really long time I had to um, I had to work from myself that's all I could do and I had to start just crossing the the energies over like just seeing where they crossed over where do they what does that mean then like I know that the moon is going to make me feel a particular way um I know that for example one of the moon phases that gets forgotten about often is quarter moon and the quarter moon we're actually it's tomorrow um the quarter moon is one that gets entirely disregarded we almost forget that it exists and it affects us probably more than the full moon at times because it makes us um it fills us with self-doubt it fills us with unease it makes us indecisive it's it always gives us this like uh, crossroad kind of energy and if that lands at a particular time in your cycle if that lands in your autumn that can create all sorts of unease because in my autumn I'm not I, I'm all over the place I'm well in wind and rainstorm myself so so when the moon's making me indecisive and crossroady that energy is gonna gonna connect and that energy is gonna um, amp up um I started noticing that there was times when I was aligned and there was times when I was not aligned and those times when I was aligned were when me and the moon were on the same page <laughs> so I was in my winter the moon was dark um I would ovulate the moon would be full and those they tend to be quite easy they tended to be quite um um like everything just felt in flow everything was good everything was like chilled and then there were the opposite of those when I was in direct odds or conflict with the moon when I was ovulating and the moon was dark or I was on my bleed and the moon was full and I noticed the first thing I noticed actually was that my period was always horrendous when I bled with a full moon horrendous it was always it was heavier it was more painful I was more miserable I found it more difficult it was more of a challenge um and that was like this first opportunity to go okay there's something to this and I actually think now that these periods where the cycles clash these periods where the cycles are at odds where they're in direct conflict I think that's where our best learning comes from I think that's where our deepest lessons come from it's when we you know like it's 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 easy to be in flow when everything's going well it's 
it's not so easy when you feel like things aren't going well or when feel, things feel like you're in in a period of resistance. And I always teach people as well that we have ebbs and flows. We do. We always have ebbs and flows. And when you're going through the ebbs, that's when your deepest lessons, that's when you're, that's the biggest like learning points for you, isn't it? Because it's an opportunity to go, to go deep, to go, to go deep and to go into the shadow and into the darkness and into the depths of whatever it is that's coming up for you and to learn from it. And so when these, when these crossovers happen between the moon and your cycle when you have these uh, conflict energies when when everything is crossed over and it looks like on paper well that should be wrong shouldn't it like we sh- I shouldn't have my period when the moon is um full because those energies clash there's nothing wrong about it it's everything's still in flow but there's an opportunity there for you because you're um you're in your if you're in your winter for example that's the time when you're going deep with your inner work when you're going if you like relating it but reflected back in the seasons the trees send their energy into their roots in the winter in your winter send your energy into your roots go deep but if the moon is full and the moon governs our emotions and the the moon being full means that your emotions are illuminated a light is we're literally shining a spotlight on all of your emotions and but it's the time when my energy is to go into my roots then the moon is illuminating the depth of your roots the moon is illuminating the depth of those emotional roots your deep foundations your deep narrative like what are you, what is that shining a light on and that is going to feel really uncomfortable really uncomfortable but that's where the the best learning comes from that's where those deep lessons come from as challenging as they, as they are <laughs> so yeah that's where that's what I love about the the crisscrossing of the cycles and getting to understand what like what goes where and how what comes of it that's Emma that's really for me that's been incredibly helpful um oh, to good. yeah to be able to um you know, to, again, these are all tools to understand ourselves yeah. better, um, and and to really unpick that. You know, to, to like the the like to deepen and and unpick the the ways that like all of these like to like in real time, what's mm. happening right in real yeah. time right now today. Really? So, like yeah. by way of example, like I'm I would say I'm more right now today as I'm showing up in the world, and this is in this moment, like. I'm at the tail end of my cycle. So I know, meaning like I'm going to, well, yeah, I'm going to start to, I'm going to start my bleed at some point soon. Um, the moon is waning. Mm-hmm. Um, we are coming into autumn. I'm really yeah. feeling the autumn vibes. Mm-hmm. And in my life right now, I'm 44. So like beginning that movement into my, the autumn, into perimenopause. Yeah. And so like all of, like all of that is lining up. And, you know, usually, and it's really interesting, like, you know, if I'm kind of reading or like decoding what all of that is, like, you know, you, you know, I, I've noticed that sort of my cycles over the summer were, were really like this part of my cycle, the autumn of my cycle were really challenging, um, you know, with like full summer and me wanting to go inwards and like you know, being, I did a lot of traveling and moved across country. I was with a lot of people and like not having that time to like go inwards and reflect, mm. not having like what I see outside my window and what I feel like the sun on my skin reflect, like yeah. the, you know, this part of my cycle, like I could feel that, you know, that tension, that a little bit yeah. of that conflict. Um, you're being pulled to go in. You're like, yeah. you're being called to go back inwards and you're being forced to be. Yeah. Out. 
like and it's a it's a conflict of energy it really is yeah and so but now I can feel like you know this week um I've been I uh, I've largely been doing stuff online I've been here in Cornwall I've been able to like tend to like the garden yeah. tend to myself and and yeah I mean I'm feeling like coming into my bleed like you know I'm noticing that like I don't have as many physical pains like yeah. you know, uh, as normal I'm noticing that I'm not as tearful as I might be you know so it's an interesting kind of reflection of when things are in flow and then kind of re- reflecting back on the last few months when it was like height of summer and like I can I really specifically can think about the week <laughs> the week from my last cycle. So even just a month ago, right? Um, This time a month ago, I was in America. I was coming up to my, or just having my dad's memorial um, and celebration of life. I I was, so I was staying with family. I was surrounded by even bigger family, Um, you know, hugely emotional. It was like Mm. 35 degrees outside and like 100% humidity. And, um, and so I remember like, you know, in that week, like having being so focused and so fond with family. And like the day of my dad's memorial, like I kind of was like the MC for the event and kind of held the space together. And I, all I wanted to do as soon as we said our last goodbyes, all I wanted to do was collapse. And yet then it was like, okay, well, we're going to this place and then we're going to go out for dinner and then we're going to take the earth offering and bring it down to the beach. All beautiful and amazing things, which I found in that moment. So I just cried the whole day. Yeah. Like as, as even I was holding space, like without even knowing, just tears. Like I just found it so much harder to yeah. do something that I feel really comfortable and really wanted to do, like really be around people I love and share all that. But like energetically, I felt yeah. it. I felt that conflict, and yeah. and as it was happening, I was so aware of it. Now, if it like cross back five, ten years ago. If I was in that situation, I would have had no fucking idea what was going on for we me. We didn't know, not at all. And I would have been embarrassed. I would have been like, you know, I would have been so hard on myself. I or or I would have just tried to hold it together. Yeah. I would have just pushed down all of those emotions. Mm-hmm. I would have just numbed myself. And you would have probably have been asking yourself as well, what the fuck is wrong with me? Exactly. Am I going crazy? Am I actually going crazy? And then the other thing that we do when we feel like that and we don't understand ourselves and we don't understand the concept of a cyclical nature is that we think that's how I'm going to feel forever now. And that's what I do. That's what I used to do all the time. I used to do this all the time. I'd have these ebbs in my cycle where I'd spend days. And I mean, I've had my fair share of mental health issues over the years. And when I've been in those dark, those dark places, um, because they're because they're I've I've felt them before you have this like oh no oh well this is it now then I'm just gonna feel like this this is it now this is just how I feel and we forget that you I have to remind even now I have to remind myself I'm a cyclical being like I'm allowed to feel like that some days and know that this too shall pass and know that summer is coming know that spring is coming, know that in a few days or a few weeks. And I think that's really important to remember in the bigger life cycles as well, in the bigger cycles that we go through, that like everything moves all the time. It's the one thing that we can be certain of. It's the one thing that we know for sure is we cannot stay in the same place forever. Mm. We can't. So whenever things get challenging and get difficult to understand that this will pass because I'm a cyclical being and I'm going through an ebb in a cycle or I'm in my winter or um and like you say not just the winter of my cycle but winter just just a cycle of winter when when you want to go inwards it's really difficult when you're in a place in your life when like you say you were 
a month ago where there's clashes but giving yourself permission to say okay this is this is what this is what is going on for me and I know that it'll I know that it'll shift and it'll move and the next day like that was a Saturday and then the next day was a Sunday and I just said to my partner and to my family I need to I need my I need some space today so my partner and I got in a car and we went down to the the beach on the south shore of Massachusetts and we sat on the beach he he watched the football on the beach on his iPad and I (laughs) and I I just laid there and and you know thumbed through a book and listened to the waves and and took that whole day really to to you know you know didn't he you know respected that I didn't want to talk very much and knowing that you know I I was able to explain to him very clearly what I needed and say it to my family and then do that whereas like if you understood yourself yeah and so I think it's and like and what a relief right what a relief what kind of like like being able to treat myself with that kind of compassion and understanding um has also been I think for me one of the biggest benefits of this knowledge and and I suppose like as you said like we've only mentioned it you've only mentioned it once but this is the intuition conversations but you know I do think that like you know I think and I'll you know feel free to elaborate like I feel like intuition is so closely connected with that like with this with these oh absolutely absolutely um I always feel like your body's communicating with you. Like every everything, everything that happens is a communication. My body is always trying to communicate with me. And we call that we call that communication when it comes from from another part of ourselves, intuition. That's what we call it. It is that is what it is. It's a communication. Mm-hmm. Like we're trying with our bodies, our souls, our energy, whatever is trying to communicate something with us. And we interpret or translate that with that intuition. That's, that's how we do it that's how we make that's how we that's how we understand it mm. and you know and I think that my my connection to intuition has it has only been made possible for me through a much deeper understanding of mm. of cycles um of how I fit into how my cycles fit into me and how I fit into yeah. the, the cycles of the universe and um and also through deep embodiment which are one and the same so you know spending time spending time in the noticing spending time in the sensation spending time um feeling and uh and and using all of that as um you know my friend ebony would call like this all like the manual of me you know like like all of this is you know the all of this is the way to decode myself and to understand myself a lot better and you know, and I can be much more aligned and intuitive because of that. Um, Absolutely. But that's that that intuition is the inner knowing, the the guidance that we like we we know we know instinctively as human beings that we're supposed to have an inner guidance from the universe. We know it. We call it all sorts of other religions and we call it all sorts of other names, but we know that we're supposed to have a connection and an inner guidance we and we know that we're supposed to have that intuition but we don't like we often forget how to get there how to get to it and it is as simple as coming back home to your body like we Mm. I know that if I if I trap my finger in a door and my finger hurts I know that's my finger telling me not to trap it in a door again (laughs) so the communication from the body the intuition that comes through via that communication we need to start listening to it like Mm. we listen we need to listen you need to come you need to come home to yourself and actually start the other thing I find with people when 
when they start this work and they start like and a lot of people ask me as well like how do I know if it's my intuition or if it's my imagination and I'm like where do you think your imagination comes from (laughs) like like that that is this is one and the same like you we need to start trusting it like Mm. trust the message that kind of brings me to uh, like first a reflection and that's just kind of come forward in my heart and and then also coming into your question I think like you know, we often talk on this podcast about what blocks intuition and, you know, what's, what's really just come forward for me is that for so long, I just did not trust my body. I didn't like my body. Um, mm-hmm. I really, you know, I was, you know, probably what, you know, probably diagnosable eating disordered for much of my teens and, tw- and early twenties. Um, and my body was like, was not my friend. Yeah. In lots and lots of ways. and it like this key oh i'm going to get emotional this key this understanding mm. of myself through my cycles was helped me befriend my body 100% and and you know i would say probably has helped me more than anything else to i'm not saying it's like fully perfect and i you know this is this is going to be my lifelong journey right to to feel at home in this body right yeah and but but to feel and I you know and I will still you know and I I still struggle and you know and talk to my partner quite a lot lot about this and in terms of sometimes I feel really good about my body and really good and and really at home and sometimes I sometimes I just don't still Mm -hmm. um and and I you know and and yet that this knowledge that we're talking about here this 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 layered um layered cyclical knowledge has helped me feel befriend my body and come home to it more than any other tool um uh with the exception i think of like goes hand in hand with koya and the dance that i teach um they're very similar um and has also like in the moments where i'm really struggling sometimes with like how i look or you know how my body is how my body is feeling i also go back to where am I in my cycles? What's going on for me? Like, am I, okay, I'm, I, I'm in my autumn or I'm, you know, I know within like, or I'm on the second day of my bleed and like, I'm just not feeling great about like, I'm just not feeling great. Oh, it's also, this is what's also going on. And this is also playing a role in, in, in how, uh, in my um, relationship uh, with my body at the moment. So, you know, I, have a I have a lot of gratitude for this area because it's been it's been truly transformational for me on so many different levels of coming home and being able to listen to and trust and not be in opposition to this body as my yeah. as Rachel who's been on the podcast says this human meat suit um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> we need to remember as women though as well that and I don't want to get onto a subject about the patriarchy because that's a whole other mess. oh feel free to talk about the oh, patriarchy so- <laughs> we're, 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 we can talk about we, patriarchy like, all day long <laughs> I posted last night on Instagram I literally shared a post about this last night that this is by design this is by design this concept of women hating their bodies it's been it's been implanted into us at a cellular level that we should hate ourselves because there is so much power that comes from loving yourself and that power is dangerous like too many women start having too much intuition and start having too much connection and too much self-love and too much community. It's a powerful thing. 
it's a very very powerful thing and that like we've been conditioned to um not only live separately from our bodies but to hate them Mm-hmm. like that's that's been taught to us not only do I have to be live in my mind and not in my body not only do I have to externalize everything that I want and everything that I need but I also have to hate the meat suit that I walk around in mm-hmm. and that's been taught to me from a very very early age yeah, that I'm because... supposed to look in the mirror and despise myself and then not only that I'm supposed to look in the mirror and despise what goes on inside me because that cycle that happens every month is a curse it's a burden and it gets to the point where I'm like enough of the bullshit now like I need to love myself and you all do too like this is a beautiful cycle that we go through it's a beautiful thing it's a powerful thing a really powerful thing we're so connected to the earth and to the moon that we can literally see it reflected in our body every month and we ignore that we ignore Mm. that connection and it's powerful knowledge Mm. but it is it is like um there's a there's a real danger to the world that that, as we know it when women start coming home to themselves I agree it's why like uh, you know why my work in social justice really Mm. mirrors my work in well-being because it's all about you know it's all about looking at you know that clarity in who you are that leads to power and you know and for me there's a lot of nuances in that in terms of identity and you know in the intersectionality of, of identity um and like you know I see the links so clearly between um between like working to end violence against women and girls which is like where I spend a lot of my time um and the systems that uh, that the systems that conflate to condone allow and off and, and and protect like the 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 people who are abusing women mm-hmm. right um yeah. and like and also crossing over to the reason why so many and and you know and therefore like you know why the I the charities I work for are in existence because these women who are then abused and are you know systemically abused and individually abused need places to go, and then I see that link in the well being world. So so many like the same women right. So one in three women being affected by abuse and exploitation in their lifetime. This like huge huge amounts of women and like the same the same women like individually, but also collectively, because we're all exposed to that patriarchal Mm -hmm. and Kairos, you know, hierarchical bullshit. Like the same women are also showing up in the well-being world damaged. And like, and I don't like to say anyone's damaged. Everyone's like, you know, but like, no, that's not to say damaged. I take that back, Megan. I take that word back and I throw it away. Affected, right. Affected by these systems and they're coming into well-being spaces affected by these systems. And at the same time, some of the most healing and intuitive wisdom that we have, we're cut off from because the same systems that have been working for a really long time also know that if you are focused on not liking yourself, if you are focused on conditioning yourself and, and showing up in the world a different way, if you putting your energy into shit that is not empowering, it's much easier to control you and you're much less of a problem, right? And so when we begin to take back that information, when we begin to empower ourselves, wherever we're showing up in this world, we become less easy to control or, you know, it's less easy yeah. to control. And we create, like I'm saying, yeah, Mm. um, generally, you know, systemically, sometimes individually, you know, you know, it's a different story. Um, And it, you know, and, and it's in these kind of conversations and it's in this knowledge and in the space where individual empowerment leads to collective empowerment, individual change leads to collective change. And yeah, 
It's nothing short of a revolution. Yeah, absolutely. So Emma, I have a question, like just generally. So what, how do you work with and what kind of advice would you give to, um, to people who don't bleed in terms of connecting with, with, uh, with cyclical wisdom? So, um, that I've been asked this question so many times um, from the point of view of um, people who are menopausal, uh, women who are in, in their crone energy, women who no longer have a bleed, and also people who identify as as women as well. And there's it comes back to exactly what your podcast is about. It comes back to intuition. It comes back to that inner knowledge. You need to... Um, you need to develop that relationship with yourself on a really deep, um, a beautiful level, a deep level and really nuanced level. Um, it takes time. It takes, it takes you, this is not something that's going to happen for you overnight. You're not going to read, um, like even my book, you're not going to read my book and go, oh, oh, brilliant. I know it all now. Fabulous. I'm connected. Like it's, it takes, it ta- it's why I've, it's why it's a diary. It's why I'm, I've created a diary. It's a year. It's a tool to use throughout the year. And by the end of that year, the relationship will hopefully be a, a beautiful relationship. But, um, I mean, sitting with yourself, sitting with yourself daily in stillness, if you can daily as much as possible, if not, but in stillness and calling your attention into yourself, calling your attention into your womb space, um, which we don't do enough of anyway, right? Calling your attention into your sacral chakra, into the cauldron of magic, into this this area here Um, and sitting in there and sitting and asking the question, like ask ask the question because your body is trying to communicate with you anyway. And if you're not listening to the signs that it's already giving you, then ask the question and it will give you the answer. And then, then it comes back to what we were talking about earlier about trusting. Like you need to be able to trust, you need to be able to trust the answers. Mm -hmm. So if I can sit down, like, for example, I mean, once you understand a little bit more about the seasons, like, and how they, how that reflects in a cycle, for example, like your spring of your season pre-ovulation, ovulation being uh, the summer of your season, autumn being your luteal phase, and then winter being your bleed. Once you understand the... um, the nuances that go into those seasons that appear in those seasons the um I don't want to say symptoms I don't want to use the word symptoms but the um, experiences that we have the feelings and sensations that arise um even women who are menopausal who no longer have a bleed um can sit and recognize those sensations can sit and recognize those feelings and I think that's it's a really important subject to have as well because I'm much the same as you I'm heading into perimenopause um, I'm very much heading into my autumn, um, a subject that's around me a lot, that's coming up a lot. Um, and, and the women that come to my circle, a lot of them are women who no longer bleed and ask me the same question. And it is, it's time. It takes time. It's going to take a little bit. Uh, there's um, a couple of the ladies that come and speak to me about it. I've said to them, it's going to take you a little bit longer than other people because you don't have that physical indication of winter. You don't have a bleed. So you don't have that that look that look there it is. It's going to take you a little bit longer to um to understand that but it's there it's in you you and like it is still there you're still you still have cycles within your body um you can still tap into it you can still ask the questions am I in my winter do I feel like I need to go into my roots do I feel like I need to go do I feel like I'm like a whirling windy rainstorm on a muddy day like is that how I feel because that looks like autumn so I might be there um do I feel abandoned and 
I'm full of energy and sociable and do I feel like I can I I want to put myself out into the world and shine because then you're in your summer mm. and also I think in this process of sitting with yourself this process of asking the questions and moving into that sacral space um and trying to figure it out like don't be too worried about getting it wrong like don't be too hard on yourself don't be too like forgive yourself if if you don't we have we're so critical of ourselves aren't we and to go out into the world thinking I'm in my summer when actually you're probably transitioning into autumn and perhaps you shouldn't be pushing yourself as much as you're pushing yourself to then then beat yourself up about it and then like give yourself a hard time about it oh god I didn't like I was wrong I was wrong so I'm rubbish I was wrong so I'm useless gosh don't do that that's Mm -hmm. like it's a it's a learning curve it's it's a process you're the more mistakes you make the more you understand yourself, the more you um, you come to know yourself. Um, so, yeah, it's great when we get it right, but getting it wrong is part of the process as well. Mm. And it yeah, will th- take time. Thank you for that. I think, you know, um, you know, that like the reflection that this this is all a practice and that. Yeah. You, you... And like you said, it's a life. It's a life practice. This isn't this. We're not when there's no end. Line, there's no finish line. <laughs> this mm. is a alive yeah it's alive yeah so I think where you know wherever you kind of are like you know however you relate to you know wherever you are in your life cycle whether you know whether you are a bleeding person or not you know there are all of these like different layers of understanding um it's like seasonally lunar however you know they they will still have an impact on you and like you said like understanding how things can show up but then noticing how they show up for you right now that's the practice and that's why you know I love I love cyclical wisdom as a tool really for everybody because I think there are you know like I think you know you know folks who bleed have a another layer of that like of that cyclical wisdom to interpret um but you know it's not to say that you know, people who don't bleed and like men aren't affected by the moon, aren't affected Absolutely. by the seasons. Um, Absolutely. Men, men have their own cycle. They have their own, they have their own seasons. Yeah. And so, it, you know, I think, you know, it's like, I, I do, I, I, you know, I've gone through a lot of iterations in my mind about like, you know, like is cyclical wisdom accessible? Like to, is it an accessible and inclusive thing? And I would say, yeah, it is because yeah. like when we look at the widest, like, well, the you know the the widest like the concentric circles of of, of you know cyclical and seasonal yeah. You know, wisdom, yeah, they do apply to people. And I really love some some men to step into this space oh. and to um and to take a yes. look at the men's life cycle. Um yes. and you know and then the daily um oh my god, sick no, it's not cyclical like circadian rhythms. Yes. To layer that on with some lunar shit and Absolutely. some seasonal shit. Come on, like, somebody do this for on, the dude. Bring the design masculine to the yeah. table. Come on, yeah, absolutely. And with, with like, I'm like the a friend of mine's husband is um, extremely, extremely um, open to everything that that we're doing. I mean, I th- there's definitely more women in this in this area than there are men. I think that comes down to again a patriarchal conditioning that they're not ready to they're not ready for it yet and they've been conditioned as much as we have mm-hmm. um and but he said when I, I was taught a, a workshop on the feminine archetypes and his wife went home and was all excited and telling him all about the feminine archetypes and he said what are the male archetypes then and it threw me because I thought well I don't know because I haven't sat with that energy like 
there needs to be somebody needs to I know I mean I know people are aware of the masculine archetypes but not me personally but bring it to the table guys like look at it let's like have a conversation about it like because ultimately these are just tools for understanding these are tools for everyone to connect with their with their intuition and wisdom yeah and and just they they there needs to be um they need to come to it to understand it and need to sit with it and figure and figure that out, figure the puzzle out, decode it for decode the masculine. Come on. The feminine. come on, dudes, let's yeah. decode this. <laughs> Get on it. So Emma, I have a couple more questions for you. The first is I, I always um, like to ask people uh, who have your teachers and mentors been in, in your life and your work around intuition. I think uh, I love, I love learning. I love learning who people have learned from. Um, and is there anyone you'd like to bring in name and honor here today? Um, oh God, there's, there's so many, <laughs> there's so many. Um, I mean, like I, you and I know her very well. Kathy Bell has been instrumental in, um, my healing and my journey and she knows it. Um, and, uh, and, so there's Kathy Bell, Sarah Lloyd and Emma Mulholland. I need to mention first and foremost, because without them, ladies, this book would not have um, been launched. And they have been um, incredible teachers. I actually think that um, the circle of women that I have around me that I call my friends have been the best teachers and mentors and guides that I've ever had. And I mean, I've um, I've read numerous books. I have the utmost respect for a lot of brilliant authors um and but the people who have taught me like the emma the the like the me that's growing and that has grown to where i am today it's been the women around me um and yeah i think when you did you met was it rachel smithbone that you were talking about earlier yeah rach she's another one amazing phenomenal woman just phenomenal just people that i idolize and i'm lucky enough to call friends as well like that oh yeah, they just make my heart sing. They're just beautiful. Um, so yeah, there's. I mean, there's there's books that have taught me an awful lot. One of the books, and I forget the. Well, this is terrible, but I've forgotten the author's name, and it's sitting over my bookshelf. Um, but it's called Her Blood Is Gold. Um, and it was a super powerful read for me. Super powerful read. Um, and one of the little one of the little nuggets of wisdom that really dropped hard into my life when I was reading Her Blood Is Gold was um, that she said, "What if, what if your premenstrual symptoms, what if the pain and the moodiness and the anger and the sacred rage and all of that, what if instead of it being cause for you to hate yourself and find this period really difficult, what if it's just your body forcing you into solitude?" like forcing you into solitude because for your winter, that's what you need. You need stillness Mm. and solitude. And so we don't live in a world that allows stillness and solitude very much. And so what if the pain that makes you want to curl up in bed and the screaming at your other half because they're just like driving you up the wall, what if it's just forcing you into solitude and your body's got no other way of communicating? That's the only way that your body knows how to do it. And I thought, wow, that really landed for me and it gave me permission to then when I felt like that, instead of getting into screaming matches with my other half or instead of like feeling the rage and the anger and the frustration and the pain to be able to say, okay, I recognize that this is my body wanting solitude. Mm. I take myself away from everything for a little while. I mean, that is 
yeah, that's a beautiful way of looking at it and like kind of connecting it back to what you were like to a lot of the threads of our conversation, like, um, you know, Trisha Hersey, who is the founder of the Nat Ministry, who's a black woman from the States and a social justice activist, you know, she has been leading this movement around rest as resistance and rest as resistance to the patriarchy, mm. to capitalism, to racism, to like, to all of these things. And, you know, um, and the importance of like of of that rest that we that so many of us don't feel like we have access to and I love what you said to kind of link that up like like you know what if our bodies didn't have to force us into mm-hmm. solitude right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, again it's ancient wisdom it's, this mm, is ancient wisdom yeah like that's where we are. That's where we are as people that like, we don't stop. We don't slow down. We don't feel like we can, we feel like we need to go and be available and to, you know, all the time. And, and, you know, so many of the women that I know, and like, similarly, I know so many of the women you named and like, um, and, you know, to a lot of the women who I know who are running their own businesses, like they are able to craft a life where maybe like towards the end of, you know, towards the end of their their cycle in the beginning of their bleed, they don't, they slow it down. They don't, they know yeah. they're not, you know, out in the world in the, as a big of way. Like, you know, I wouldn't like I'm due to bleed next week. I don't have a podcast scheduled because I know that like words won't be my friend as much as they are. Even now it's like <laughs> words are a little slower. So guess what? I slow down. Hopefully yeah. like, I, you know, I slow down. I, I take some time. Um, Rather than and, yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, and I think that, you know, more and more I see, I see, folks really kind of crafting their their worlds around like around not just like their not just like their their menstrual cycles or their their bleeds but like also around you know I know what happens to me this time of year like I know what October is like for me I know in particular what the end of October and the beginning of November is like for me um I know that there are times where I crave deep deep reflection and deep solitude. And, um, and I know that if I haven't taken those moments throughout the year for under, you know, to do regular understanding, regular, regular spiraling in regular shadow work, I know that when it comes to October, I'm fucking angry. I'm an yeah. angry person to be around. It's hap- I it was happening year on year on year. Um, yeah. And then I was like, what is like decoding? What is this? Why? It's because my autumn requires reflection, mm-hmm. like, and also space for the critical, also space for any rage or grief that's gone on process. Like it is, it, that's when it comes up. And so like my October at the moment is pretty empty. Like, and, and so I have some space and some time, like I'm hosting a retreat and then the week after the retreat, guess what? I'm booking in all sorts of stuff for me. Um, And then I have my son for two weeks um, for his half term and, you know, we have no plans yet. And so, and we'll craft those, um, you know, we'll craft those together in the upcoming weeks, but it'll be low key and it'll, it'll also like, it'll also be me having the space. So again, it's like, not just about like the month on month, but it's also year on year. It's yeah. kind of getting to know myself. And and that might change is like, you know, it's changed over the last 15 years and it might change over the next 15 years. But it's acknowledging that though, isn't it? It's acknowledging it and knowing yourself well enough and actually being, and I think there's a level of bravery that comes to, that comes into um, 
looking at yourself and instead of punishing yourself for feeling like that or thinking there's something wrong with me because it doesn't fit the model that we live in like that doesn't fit the model of the of the society that we live in so therefore there must be something wrong with me so therefore I'm a I'm clearly a bad person because for however many weeks of the year I just don't want to do anything I want to just hibernate and yeah. hide and so that must mean I'm I'm what and I spent a really really long time in my life thinking that I was lazy I'm just a lazy person because there are times when I just don't want to get off the sofa and I was in a circle with um uh I believe it was Sarah Lloyd um and some of her ladies in circle and somebody said um somebody said in this circle uh rest is action and this like it hit me like a ton of bricks this statement rest is action and I went oh yeah <laughs> I 100% give myself permission to rest now yeah. because I know that I'm I'm I need to and I'm much the same October and November if I don't if I don't give myself space you better be sure the universe is going to force it upon me so like last year October and November I was so ill I was entirely out of action for for two months out of action and I know universe took me like literally off my feet <laughs> Abs- yeah absolutely absolutely didn't listen to my body when it demanded rest didn't listen mm-hmm. yeah I mean it you know you see it you see it all the time and, yeah. I, and I it's happened to me so many times in my life honestly um and again it's like it's a practice it's a practice yeah, of noticing it and it's a practice of of coming into um and coming constantly coming back into yeah. and we get it wrong sometimes yeah oh yeah i i mean i was gonna say like the capitalist narrative cuts deep it runs mm. deep you know like we are all like we are all good little worker bees like and that <laughs> you know and that suits the that suits people in positions of power like who are benefiting and from our exploitation right like we yeah. like and so, you know, part of this, like this intuitive uprising is like paying attention to your body, remembering what it needs, recognizing and remembering that we are not meant to be on, you know, 24 seven, you know, 365 days a year. Like that is Rebel not against the system by honoring your body. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, exactly that. So Emma, we're coming to our last two questions and um, the, the question I have for you is um do you have a message in this moment from your intuition that you'd like to share with people who are listening right now I knew you were going to ask me this question so um I'd given it a little thought I thought how am I going to connect with this and what's going to come through and literally as you asked it the only words that come through for me is <laughs> going to sound really, really odd, but the only words that come through really loud and clear is just come on home, guys. Come on home. Like mm. you are waiting for yourself. Mm. That's that's it. You're wet. You're like no one's going to do it for you. Mm. Yeah. Thank now, you. Now is the time. I love that. Thank you for illustrating. Um, how intuition works which is like here it is like <laughs> n- not thinking you're like oh I was thinking before I was trying to think no intuition's like here hi yeah hi, this is the, this is it <laughs> and yeah thank you for that that's it like it's a you know and often intuition speaks in really simple clear 
short sentences. That's um, it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on home. It doesn't have to be that complicated, does it? It no. doesn't, it really doesn't. So, Emma, how can people connect with you right now? Um, you can connect with me on Instagram at the Crystal Moon Collective um, and on Facebook uh, of the same name, the Crystal Moon Collective. Um, or you can find me on my website, which is uh, thecrystalmoonmentor.com. Um, and as of the 8th of November, you can find Decode in the Feminine on Amazon. So that's exciting. Oh, and I can't wait to have Decoding the Feminine in my hands. I'm really excited for that. And I just want to extend huge amounts of gratitude uh, for you sharing your really deep um, and layered wisdom with us. It's been an absolute delight to get to know you and to, yeah, and I feel like I'm leaving this conversation with uh, an even deeper understanding of cyclical wisdom and of myself. And I can't ask for anything more in a podcast oh, guest. Thank so, you. Emma, thank you, can, you so much. Your pleasure to speak to. Thank you so much. Everybody go check out um, Emma's work, uh, order Decoding the Feminine, and yeah, be in touch with any questions. Thank you so much. This has been the Intuition Conversations. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope it spoke to your heart and inspired you to connect to your own intuition. I would love to hear your feedback and you can find me over at at Koya with Megan on Instagram and on my website, meganfield.com. I would adore it if you would leave a review and please don't forget to hit follow if you want the intuition conversations to automatically be on your phone every week. I can't wait to speak with you on the next episode.